Hi there and welcome to the Young Wealth Creation Podcast. We're here to educate young people in the world of finance and investments. Please note, the information on this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed are my opinions only and should not be taken as financial advice. Hello and welcome back to the show. This week's been a little bit of a wild ride in various markets around the world. We've seen huge gains coming through domestically with the ASX climbing even higher. You know, some estimates even say we can reach our ASX 200 might be able to reach 8,000 index points by the end of the year, which is absolutely crazy. Our economy is back to where it was pre-pandemic according to ASX data. Companies are growing. We're seeing a huge reversal in the market, which is awesome. And that's all backed by our domestic economic recovery. We're seeing huge sort of changes in that international market as well, um, with Australia's credit rating being improved. So now um, domestic domestic borrowers, large domestic borrowers can access international funds at a, at a better rate, which is awesome, putting Australia ahead of other economies. So this sort of recovery has been amazing to see. And let's see how that's affected the markets here and across the world. So yes, we're finally in the greens. What does that mean? I mean, there's been huge sort of changes. The ABS said on last week on Wednesday that the Australian economy is now 0.8% larger than it was prior to the pandemic. Uh, showed that the economy grew 1.8% ending last quarter, as well as 1.1% annually. This has sort of pushed through into some of the larger cap stocks in the ASX. We're seeing these sort of blue chip leaders rising again and again. The CBA continued to build on its recent momentum, pushing past $100 a share, which is crazy. It managed to put up another 1.9% week to push above that $102 mark. The other three major banks also had really good weeks with Westpac making a new 52-week high. Another big booster is coming in into the sort of mining sector. So BHP, Rio Tinto, FMG saw huge gains as well as WPL, the petroleum company, pushing over 9% greater this week. Let's take a peek into the biggest winners and losses for the week. It's coming a little bit left field. Um, the worst ASX losses so some a bit some a big drop so nuix limited to be honest never fucking heard of this company in my life but it lost it went down 23.2 percent it's been a bit of a disappointing investment for the company they had their ipo last year and it's getting worse and worse for them so they're down to two dollars 57 a share um and that's sort of that's sort of been quite poor for them another loser has been silver lake resources so slr limited um the gold miner saw a loss of 12.6%. I mean, the gold market has, has seen a bit of a weird change over the last couple of weeks um, and a bit of a dip. Just sort of that rally in, in gold prices going on now. Let's take a quick look into the gold market. Um, for I understand, yeah, there was a huge pullback um, from early in, early in uh, last year. So market rose, all-time highs for gold around $2,100 an ounce. Uh, pulled back to about 1700 You know, I was pretty active in the gold market back when the pandemic started as people started to shift away into alternative forms of investing. So gold and Bitcoin were that sort of safe haven. That's why we've seen rises of the recent time. Um, gold dipped from about 2100 down to 1600 Now it's rallying back up again. So we're hitting a high of about $1,900 an ounce. I think that's going to stick around that sort of level. I don't see gold dropping again. That scarcity has been a huge factor in the market for gold and we know gold has been traded for thousands of years. Um, continuing on, so healthcare company Mesoblast also saw a bit of a dip last week. Um, 
their losses are, are starting to increase and we see that sort of negative sentiment. So once negative sentiment comes out into the media, we see that sort of adjustment in stock prices. Um, and that's been quite evident for these people here. Also tech company Appen was left out in the cold. The tech sector has been having a bit of a rough time over the last couple of weeks. Um, their CEO sold a large parcel of their shares. So that's never a good sign. Um, and investors didn't take great news to that. So another 8.9% dip for the week. Looking into some of the big winners of the week. So Origin stock went up 15.7%. I'm a happy man. I've had Origin stock for a little while. Um, so super happy with that. The best performer for the week, just nudging WOR. Um, there was no major news from the company, but its competitor AGL had a bit of an issue with, uh, with pursuing some capital raising. So that may be why investors shifted their sentiment towards Origin, which is awesome. Um, poultry company Ingham's also saw a rise, went up close to 20, have been up close to 22% since the 27th of May um, once they released their trading update. So that's sort of what happened. So once companies release that sort of information, um, that positive sentiment starts shining through and you see that sort of adjustment period coming into the share price. Um, it's quite reactionary. So usually you'll either have changes where stock prices will have already priced in some upcoming news. So once something sort of is expected to come out into the media, um, you find that companies' stock price won't change too much. There's not too much volatility um, because that sort of change is already priced in. But once sort of news comes out unexpectedly, unexpected good news or bad news, we see a huge reactionary change in the stock price, which can happen over the short term. So it's always important to have your ear, ear into the media and seeing what's really going on in different markets. Um, energy share Santos also saw an increase over the last week, so up 12.2%. Um, Brett and crude oil have been doing really well. That's why these energy producers are doing an awesome job. You know, gone are the days where where oil was down to negative $32 a barrel, which is a huge story in economics, and I want to share that story. So I'm going to start posting some different sort of economic events and seeing how we can educate ourselves and become better investors through it. So um, crude oil is up to $70 a barrel. You know, Brett and crude oil sort of tender in sort of their direction of movement but they're two different oil oil sectors. Um, yeah, so those, those sort of strong gains in the oil market have been backed by movements in stocks. So you'll find that energy producers will track, energy, energy producing prices, uh, energy producing pricing stocks will track oil prices. Um, you know, mining stocks will, will track the underlying commodities. So gold mining and the price of gold will sort of go hand in hand because that's what they're doing. They're producing um, those sort of commodities, those physical assets. So. That's why it's important to look at commodities too. You know, it gives us a good indication of how stocks are going. Let's play a bit of overrated and underrated for the week. I mean, I really just want to talk about CBA, but I wanted to find a way to sort of make it a little bit more cool. So CBA, bit of a weird one. I mean, cracked over $100. That's absolutely nuts for a, for a banking stock. They're trading at a really weird level. So they're trading about 20 times their earnings, which is a bit crazy. Um, and to be honest, doesn't really represent how the market should be pricing at the moment. They're the highest quality bank in Australia. They're one of the largest. They've got a great long-term earnings track record. But trading at that multiple, trading at 20 times earnings is a bit nuts. So what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the balance sheet here. So um, there'll be sort of reported earnings, reported revenue for a company, um, and then their market cap. So their market cap's about 20 times the level of earnings. And you really want to see a bit of a lower level. Um, and that's that sort of metric when 
a lot of traders and a lot of investors look at that EPS, that earnings per share um, level. So that's at, at 20x. Um, the market has been has fallen a bit too much in love with quality quality stocks and quality companies at the moment. That's why this you see that level of overhypedness um, in some sectors. So you might have that sort of growth potential, but you might not have reached it yet. So that same sort of thing happened with Afterpay. Um, although the company was the first mover, um, it doesn't mean it's trading at a fantastic sort of level. So there's no value really in a stock price. That's why we saw that huge pullback from about $160 a couple of months ago um, down to about $80. So it halved in value. Um, and that just goes to show how we're really pricing things at the moment. Um, if we look at sort of underrated, something that I said is a little bit underrated, um, we should be look, really looking at insurance. Um, over the last couple of months, we're seeing sort of low rates across the insurance industry um, and things sort of stabilizing in this in their price cycle. Um, we're seeing companies such as QBE really trading at that low multiple. Um, and, you know, as investors are taking on uh, less risk with their interest rates, there's a sort of less sort of risk coming into investing in those insurance in the insurance sector um yeah so i look i definitely say you know definitely like look at where your investments are going look at sort of those trading multiples and see if it's time to rebalance because the market has performed well um doesn't mean those consistent performers will will consistently perform well into the future so it might be a time to rebalance that portfolio let's take a look at everyone's favorite sector at the moment the crypto market because you know that's all anyone talks about anymore uh, <laughs> i have to say i'm a bit of a one of those people too, to be honest. Um, so Bitcoin has seen a bit of a stabilization going on around that $36,000, $37,000 US mark. Um, we saw a huge pullback coming from 65000 down to 30000 um, which was inevitable. As the market started dipping around early May, I sort of made that sort of call at myself and I took a lot of money out of my crypto portfolio, which was a good move and predicted a drop to about $25,000. We're sitting, we dropped as low as about 30000 um, and we're seeing quite stable there. So we're hitting the sort of levels we achieved early 2021 um, and saw that stabilization around the $30,000 mark. And I think we're going to chill around here for a little while longer, might even dip further down. So it's a little bit of a mixed market, but Bitcoin has saw a bit of a shift. I mean, that sort of stabilization is good. It means that volatility is dropping and that the market is sort of pricing in um, different sorts of movements. So. Bitcoin climbed as high as 38,000 yesterday. Um, and that sort of small price surge might be because of different sort of international banks putting some level of regulation around Bitcoin and allowing banks to hold cryptocurrencies. So this is in Europe, the European um, Committee, the European Bank Committee, I don't know how it works, but they're allowing banks to hold cryptocurrency or they're in discussion as to allowing banks to hold cryptocurrency. So if that's the case, institutional trading, might be just a thing of the past. You know, you might find there's a lot more retail investors out there. Um, no need to go to these big platforms, but now having the option that banks can hold cryptocurrencies in their portfolios, which is a bit nuts. Um, so Bitcoin prices are now a bit more stable. I mean, there's a lot more big money holders in the market. So there's a lot more what we call whales. Um, and they're sort of they're sort of hodling, they're sort of grabbing as much crypto as they can. Uh, and the volatility, the volatility in crypto is dropping. And that's what we want to see. I mean, that's the issue really in the crypto market is that there's, there's these sort of huge price swings. That's sort of pricing out a lot of people. A lot of people don't want to invest and trade in cryptocurrency because of it. Um, so I think it's important that we consider 
the impact of volatility and how a decrease in volatility is going to help crypto in the long run. I see the market moving is a huge retracement in crypto coming. So I was lucky enough to drop out of my portfolio. I'd ask you maybe consider doing the same too. Have a good look at that sort of risk reward. Um, in the short term, I don't think crypto is going to stay this high. And I don't see a reason behind it too. I mean, we're seeing super inflated market cap, super inflated companies coming along. And the lack of regulation is sort of scaring a lot of people into staying in the market long term. Um, although, you know, our market cap is still over two trillion Australian dollars, which is absolutely nuts. But companies are really suffering from it um, and huge drops over the last week. So I guess what I'm saying is consider your positions, um, consider the risk in it too. I mean, if you're looking to invest in the long term, then maybe hold us a proportion of your portfolio in crypto. I guess so. Um, then in the short term, I'm not sure if it's going to be as profitable. Um, that's why I always sort of urge people, you know, as you're getting started into investing, don't try and go for those sort of big gains straight away. I mean, it's a bit stupid, to be honest, because it's unsustainable. Um, but looking into different index funds, looking into different ETFs will help a trader over the long run. And seeing how passive investing, how putting small money aside can sort of grow, um, grow even at a simple interest rate. So. I think it's important that we consider the risk return of our portfolios and it's a good wake-up call for people who started to get involved in the crypto market over the last couple of months really blindsidedly and I don't blame them because I might have done the same a couple of years ago um, but it's important we educate ourselves into how to how to deal with these sort of situations as, and as as markets sort of turn downwards as markets start pulling back what can we do to make our portfolios more sustainable so um, reconsider where you are in crypto at the moment. I guess so. Um, if you want to hold for the long run, I'd say cool. Um, but you know, like Bitcoin could really see as low as you know, seventeen to twenty thousand dollar mark, uh, back where it had a bit of support late last year. That's the sort of thing you have to consider. Um, if you're willing to go for the ride, go nuts. Otherwise, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit too late for a lot of cryptos. Thank you all for tuning in this week. We saw a bit of a change in the media produced, so I've started an Instagram account. I'm going to start posting more on there, hopefully get a bit more of a connection going on on social media. I think it's really important and gives me opportunity to interact with people, and that's what the show needs to be more about. So thank you for listening, and see you back next week. Bye.